Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. It's Friday, it's 5pm. I hope there's a, a beer in your glass. And talking of glassware, Bradley... Oh, we uh, we we might have uh, might have finished finally finished the designs of the next craft beer channel glass this week. Uh, yes, it 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 sounds Johnny like that isn't that impressive, but I think when people finally get to see this this glassware that, quite frankly, I've been working on for the last couple of years, on and off, then hopefully they will be uh, suitably impressed uh, slash surprised. Slash informed. Um, yeah, I mean, our pa- we, our patreons already know what I'm on about. Uh, they they've seen an early, well, not an early draft, a quite recent draft, quite recent. but it's it, it's changed again a little bit since. Yeah, yeah. So we've like we've learned a lot throughout this process because we're trying to print something that's quite complicated. Um, <laughs> it has a lot of moving parts, essentially, Johnny, and that literally have moved have as moved. a result of so, the printing process yeah, so that's been fun. we've had to lo- we've had to loosen our registration johnny our color registration <laughs> that, is, that has been greatly loosened like you would uh you would maybe loosen your belt after a big meal or maybe before a big meal johnny i've heard people do that they loosen their belt before a meal um dude i i don't do it before me i'll do it before a long drive a long drive okay because you know you bent over for a long yeah, time, yeah, so I, I go down a couple of notches. Yeah, up a couple of notches, up or down? Oh God! Are you saying you like you're like a sort of sadomasochist? And you, you go full <laughs> tight just to really hurt yourself when you're. Yeah, just just you know, so that then when you need a wig, it literally can't even come out. Are you, you like know? the albino monk from uh, the terrible Dan Brown? Um, what's it called? I can't even remember what it's called. The uh, uh angels and demons or one. Da, Vinci da Vinci code, code. yeah Are you like that guy you've got a self-flagellation i'm not paul bettany thankfully not albino belt monk yeah i was i was i actually watched a video yesterday about uh solo a star wars movie johnny just not to divert too much but that has paul bettany in it <laughs> we're already <laughs> talking about space films <laughs> paul bettany was not supposed to be in that film Originally, that film was directed by the two guys that directed 21 Jump Street, right? And then they kept improvising way too hard. Every filming day went way, way over. The budgets went crazy and uh, the producers fired them and they took on Ron Howard as a safe pair of hands to steer the ship. 
the original uh, character that was the head of the sort of assassin, whatever, crime family thing that Paul Bettany is, was going to be a computer-generated guy played by the guy who sadly died last year, I can't remember his name, from The Wire, who had the big cut down his face, credible actor, love him, brilliant, forgotten his name, terrible with names. Um, so it all got, everything got rewritten and they refilmed most of it. But the good, funny bits of that film that are still in there are basically the bits that are left over from the first director's Johnny. So uh, they got rid of all the good, funny stuff and we got Paul Bettany instead. So uh, fuck Ron Howard. I do like Ron Howard, but I think he murdered that film probably. Um, yeah, Paul Bettany. Back to the proceedings, Johnny. Sorry about that. Well, I was going to say, we, we need a film podcast for you, we do. really. We do. Maybe without the exasperated Johnny. Or maybe that's part of the part of the charm. We could totally Just do... Just me trying to wrestle it. Hey, we could do a film podcast, right? Because what we do is we go away, we watch a film. We have like a little homework assignment. We have to go and watch a film. Maybe you choose a film one week, I choose a film the next week. We have to both go away and watch it. Maybe it's a film that's on... Uh, Netflix or it's on a different subscription service or it's one from the, the deep mists of time that we found on YouTubes that someone's uploaded something like that and then we just discuss it uh, that could be fun that could be real good we could discuss it because I'm sure there's not millions of podcasts out there doing exactly <laughs> the same thing but from a beer angle Johnny because we drink we'd have to drink a beer or several beers while we're talking about the film that could be good. Right, okay. So it's like Hot Ones, but yeah. film reviews. Yeah, while drunk. With you and me. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Well, um, if people would tune into that, let us know. We've always got time for for more channels and podcasts, haven't we, Bradley? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. That's why the glass was so quick to put together. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, it's, uh, it's going to so, be good, Johnny. It's going to be good. We've, we've, it's been... It's going to be... It's been th- Fraught. Wait, are we talking about the podcast or the glass? They're here? both going to be great. They're both going to be great. Right, Biggest okay. thing going in glassware and podcasting. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Both can be excellent. But um, yeah, <laughs> can't wait. But the most importantly, the glassware is going to be great. Yes. Uh, we will be launching it at Love and Beer Festival, uh, which is now not not that far away. Like two and a bit, two and a bit months. Yeah, man. And we've possibly uh, we've pretty much possibly just two months nearly sold out, haven't we? So if you if you're a loyal listener, thank you, first of all. Uh, if you're at all likely to come to uh, Love and Beer Fest, please go and buy a ticket now because we don't want to disappoint any any people that have been uh, holding back that, that, you know, like like us, actually like us, Johnny, might want to hang out with us. Please go and buy yeah. a ticket now because it is going to sell out. It is going to sell out in the ne- in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, so don't don't leave it to the last minute because there won't be tickets, but you've got you've got a couple of weeks to get 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 your shit together and get get those tickets ordered get permission from your partners bring them along convince your friends what well, yeah or, or i didn't if you get permission they could still come i'm not saying <laughs> not saying go on your own uh, although you'd be very very welcome to of course um so yeah get your tickets there's a link in the description box uh of this podcast um we i, I was going to tease actually no i'll still tease the beer list at the end do it right now, man. Yeah, that's something people do, do on YouTube. No, no, because oh, okay. then it's a trick on YouTube. Uh, yeah, you like you, I've teased it, it now, yeah. and they'll have to wait to the end slash fast forward to find uh, out the beer list. See, it's going to be there. I, I should have che- teased uh, Solo a Star Wars movie, shouldn't I, Johnny? And then bored everyone at the end instead. 
uh, I mean, you but boring people at the end of a podcast would be preferable to right at the start. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I've got a segue for you. Go on. So, talking of Love and Beer Festival, I was at the Hot Blocker last uh, night. Yeah. Last on night on the South Bank. Oh, yeah, surely, yeah, okay, cool. surely the greatest tap list at a prime tourist spot in the world. I, I saw you tweeted that. I, I mean, I'm not sure I agree with that. What are where, we... where else are you going to get? A tap list like that. What are we defining as of... a... Oh, right. You're saying because of its exact... Yeah, I mean, you can see the Houses of Parliament and you can buy, like, absurd whales in terms of beer. Mm. Their, their, their house beer is Omnipoyo prize pills mm. in a tourist area. I mean, they also have Keller pills how much, constantly. How much is two a pint of prize pills? Uh, 6.70, I believe. Okay. So it's yeah, which will be the same price as all the other pints on the South Bank in London. But anyway, I was at the wonderful Hot Blocker. Uh, I had I had um, a double-barreled pale ale, Parker, and then I had a, I had a prize pills checked on it because obviously we're going in a couple of weeks. Um, and who should turn up? But a well, initially I met the head brewer, uh, sorry, the founder of Burnt Mill. He was sat there having a beer uh, with the founder of Finback. Oh, wow. brewing over in the states and then who should come along but john the founder of hackney brewery huh it's almost like he planned so it, they john. were was this totally no no <laughs> just random it did uh, feel banned yeah they they were going they were all their friends so they were going for a, a night out in london but um i had a nice chat with john he's very excited about the festival great um he's very excited by the beer list and by the additions that we've we've got which i will talk about at the end of the podcast um but the reason i was at the hot blocker is because yesterday i was i was swanning around the houses of parliament bradley i was sat on that famous terrace outside mm, by the water having a pint of uh noble which is a is brewed uh especially for the houses of parliament um wasn't great but uh i had a had a nice time chatting i was visiting the strangers bar which is the only bar where visitors can go um in the houses of parliament so like the press go there quite a bit or mps bring guests or i don't know people that are lobbying them trying to bribe them all that kind of stuff uh because it's going to be part of a chapter on politics in my next book politics and beer so i was learning how 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 the pubs, the Palace of Westminster, of which there's, I think there's five pubs and four restaurants, how they influence the way that politics works. So it was all about sort of like how the whips come in and, uh, you know, count the heads, make sure everybody's there, make sure they're voting the right way. And how well, that used to be done in all the pubs, but now it's mostly done by WhatsApp, which was slightly disappointing for that chapter of the book. Um, but I'll, I'll talk historically about it. Um, what sort of time of the day were you there? Um, about 4pm. Hmm. Interesting. I saw yesterday that 39 Just Stop Oil uh, protesters, peaceful protesters, were arrested without being read Section 12 notices or anything uh, for just, oh, just right. literally just walking on a road. Uh, they, they just arrested 39 people, Johnny, outside the Houses of Parliament yesterday. When you were there were, in there I mean, there was a lot of protests going on, but it was very... Um, What's the word? Uh, I think purposefully unorganised. Hmm. I think because of the horrible new laws well, that have yeah. come in that prevent largely protests, yeah. you have to look kind of like you just accidentally turned up with a flag that says uh, "fuck the Tories." Um, there was a great they um, 
they'd put up a sign, like a triangle road sign, and it said Tory, and then it had a ball doing a dump, and they put that like on a lamppost so it looked like a road sign. I enjoyed that one. Mm. I, uh... um, I was actually having a beer with a Tory MP. Uh, so I felt a bit weird going past all of that and agreeing with pretty much everything that they say and then, then having a beer. But um, I was also there, I was chatting to, so so the, the chap that I met, uh, Alan Cairns, is also the chair of the All-Parliamentary Pub Group. So this is um, a group of uh, MPs who, I guess, champion champion the, the on and off trade within Parliament and, and campaign. Um, for laws that would that would benefit it, sometimes they don't get it right, but generally their their hearts are in the right place. Um, and so he is a very important figure in our quest to get car scale UNESCO status. Did you, did you so talk we also about had a good long chat about that. Chat, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't passing up that opportunity. Um, so hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to chat with Alan and, and some people that he's he's told me to get in contact with about that as soon as i mentioned the whole the uk hasn't actually ratified that element of the unesco treaty he was a bit like oh um okay which was very much our reaction when we found out that it wasn't going to be you know we thought it's going to be hard it's going to be twice as hard as we thought it was going to be he didn't realize um, that uh, they hadn't done their homework essentially they, they were late on their assignment they need to hand it in This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. Yeah, I guess I guess so. Well, yeah, I that that's the thing. Like I, even the people we've talked to sort of on the the public affairs legal side of it don't seem to really know why we haven't ratified it. Um because you'd have thought that the ability to say that the UK is more unique and brilliant would have been very much in the in the Brexit portfolio of things the Daily Mail would write about. Um should be high up. But the, the it hasn't been done for some reason and it's a lot of work to get it done um but so yeah we, we chatted through all of that and he he understood and, and he had said that a lot of people within the parliamentary pub group and a lot of the people that he speaks to are very keen on looking at car scale as something that's under threat um and something that needs protecting but that they hadn't really got their act together in terms of how that was going to be done and obviously you know camera has its own ideas we talked about that weird otter brewery campaign to basically make flat keg beer cool um black sheep had a go and then went into administration um so lots of disparate voices trying to make that work and i think i think it's probably the same within the all parliamentary pub group so we're, we're gonna have to be the unifying voice bradley yeah um we're gonna have to be the people that bring all these people together the make, make um, flat beer make flat make, keg make beer great again <laughs> Ma- great again mm. or great for the first time yeah. because it's not great no um <laughs> 
<laughs> so yeah, so that was an interesting day. Uh, the strangest bar is tiny. Is it? Absolutely tiny. There's almost no seats because the way that it works in Parliament is so they, they mostly go to the bars when they're waiting to vote. So as you may or may not realise, like most MPs, unless it's a really big debate and they want a show of numbers, most MPs don't go to the debates. They just go to the vote afterwards and they watch the debate on telly. Um, that telly is, is, you know, is broadcast like into the bars, I think. And they all stand in the bars or in their offices and wait for a bell to ring. And then they have eight minutes to get to the voting chambers. Uh, and 10 minutes of, of counting. Um, and then the, the votes cast, and they either go back to the pub if there's more votes or, or go home. But so it's, it's basically standing room only because you're only ever in there for like one drink, half a drink. The people that go to the restaurants apparently just leave their food. So I'd be like, I'm not going to vote on this one. I'm just going to mind sweep. <laughs> um, well, they're all, they're all claiming their food as expenses along with their moats anyway. So it doesn't really matter, does it, Johnny? They just say, oh, we'll leave this this tray of lobster <laughs> and I'll come back and I didn't pay for it. order a new one on the taxpayer when I come back in after I vote to uh, not allow any uh, human rights uh, and shit. Yeah, not sure about As ever, this, a unifying voice we will be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about Unifying this, uh, in that we just slag them all up. Heart of darkness. You don't, you don't, uh, want, to play, don't want to play the parliamentary game. Well, it's the way we've got to do it if we want to get UNESCO listing for cask. You know, this is... Mm. This this is this is I, I'm sure what most people find going into politics they're like I'm going to be different I'm not going to work with people and then you're like oh, I, do I really have to work with these people so there's there's going to be some um, some moments if we're if we're serious about this it's going to involve all of these situations and and having to swallow game, swallow our pride or our feelings to get one thing done Game of Thrones esque which... intrigue and plotting um. Fewer swords, I reckon. Don't know about that. Fewer dragons. Maybe fewer dragons. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a bit of an eye-opener in, in how... Um, well, A, how Parliament works, but that's going in the book. But B, the the scale of the task ahead of, of us and the people that we sort of rallied around us already to get it done. It's going to be... It's going to be mammoth. Um, and, I, and I don't really know what the next steps kind of are off of that conversation which was, you know, it, it, very much a heart says yes, head goes, uh, there's a lot to do. And I think, you know, I think people, I'm not saying this of Alan, but I think a lot of people would see it as not that vital given everything else that's going on. Um, and I'd totally understand that. And obviously we've very likely got a change of, of change of the guard happening perhaps in May next year with the general election. So it's, it's a terrible time to be doing it as well. Um, but you know, it's it's on the road, and um, there's some traffic jams. And in the meantime, I had a terrible pint at Parliament. What um, did you drink? Sorry, I what, did another. What pint was that that you drank? It's called Noble. I I, I can't. I don't know who makes it, but it's, essentially, it's a white label lager made made for the Houses of Parliament. And they they've chose to call um, it Noble. I don't know who chose to call it Noble. Yeah. I mean, I imagine it would have to be signed off by. Yeah. Um, a so maybe the, yeah maybe they're trying to say the MP should be noble and it uses noble hops perhaps I'm not quite sure mm. um, but it it didn't taste great there was some diacetyl issues oh dear. Uh, which should be fair could have come from the lines but I don't I don't, I don't think it did um, I also went to uh, another iconic bar the experiment which sadly closed last weekend yeah um, after about five, four four five 
years of being a bar. Did you? Um, did and you obviously, it was the pressure drop brewery beforehand. Specifically go there that night because you knew it was closing? Or are you saying that you just went there and it was happened to be the last night? Uh, we we So when I found out that it was closing, my friend and I, who used to go there all the time, were like, we haven't seen each other in ages. This is a good excuse. Nice, nice. Um, by the time we got there at 7 p.m., all they had on tap was pressure drops, porter left, um, and and nothing but whip beer in the fridge. Um, but luckily, Fashion, which is the the porter, is an absolute stonker of a beer. So we had a lovely pint of that. It's six and a half percent, so we only had the one. Um, and then I think actually they were bringing in more beer, like Pressure Drop was sending some because lots of people had come to say their farewells. Um, but we went off to the Pembury uh, to have some Best Bitter and some pepperoni pizza. Sick. The um, uh, the but yeah, it's a sad loss. It is a sad loss, Johnny. It is a sad loss. Do we? Are they going to come back with anything else? They're just shuttering that space. No longer. Well, yeah. So essentially, it was a rental. It was the end of their yeah, rental yeah. agreement, and the rents were going up, and they didn't think they could make it work. They said, "Like we have no quarrel with the landlord; they can they can put the rent up to what they want." But um, they... we we don't think we can make a viable business out of that. What's down there now? Because I remember the first time I went there, there was still like MOT garages and cut and shut sort of shops and stuff. Oh, it's very different now. I remember very very different. The last time I went there, there was that maybe not the last time, but a while ago when I went there, there was. A Breaking Bad themed bar, which is really weird. Yeah, that came and went again, I believe. Then there was another brewery at the other end that was sort of like a bit psychedelic y in there. Deviant designs. and Dandy. Yeah, yep. Deviant and Dandy, which didn't really like that much. And there was uh, something called like Paper Dress or something, which is like a venue slash vintage shop, I think, like a gig space. So I don't know what's down there now, but it was quite an interesting. Mix yeah, I couldn't things. quite work it out. It looked, I think it's still a gig space, and there's obviously a Church of Hackney Brewery. Yes, they're there now, right? Or yeah. Hackney Church Brewing. They're still there, still doing food, still pretty busy. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all very sort of trendy East London businesses, and obviously around the corner you've got the Burberry outlet, you've got the Nike outlet. Like, yeah. it is quite... You can see they're trying... You can see what they're trying to turn it into, and it just hasn't quite happened for them yet. So I think probably the the rental increase might be a bit premature, um, but they're they're hoping to get um, Balenciaga in in that archway, <laughs> something like that, right? Yeah, um, I think that that potentially what they're trying to trying to go for. There's also like there's lots of markets like there's a big sort of uh, like uh, Caribbean like food and and clothing market that happens I think once a month there as well. Oh right. Um, so they they are very much embracing like the local area as well. I don't think it's all criticisms. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just an area that I think the landlords haven't quite worked out what it wants to be, and maybe they decided that a, that brewery wasn't what they wanted there, or, or that it wasn't sort of worth it for them. Um, I don't know whether Pressure Drop or Verdant will go for another London venue. I mean, Pressure Drop obviously have their great tap room that's very very popular, so maybe they don't need to. But Verdant, you know, their approach is very much to have some bars in different locations because obviously getting to Falmouth as we, as we discovered yesterday mm. trying to plan our trip for the for the collab is is it's a long old journey yeah man it's not a particularly easy place to get to in the world so is that no, their only but it is a beautiful part of the world yes it is beautiful is that their only bar slash tap room and blah 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 verdant yeah no they've they've had they've had loads but they've all sort of come and but gone the moment, so there was though, the experiment yeah, there was yeah. the one in Bristol there's the one in Newquay yeah. there's the one there's another place on a beach they've just opened, like a beer and pizza place. Ah, they've okay. then got the seafood bar yeah. in Falmouth. 
Got you. And they've got the brewery tap room. That was my. Oh. I, I thought they had somewhere else, but I couldn't know if they had anywhere active at the moment. But you've just answered my question. They do. Yeah, but all down in Cornwall at the moment because the Bristol one I think closed as well. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean that's that's trying to get a foothold in in some of the places that that have great beer um, because of their location. Um, you went somewhere cool this week, hey? I did. I was uh, I was with family uh, the weekend. It was my my nephew's fifth birthday, so I was I was down. We were all down in uh, Sussex for a bit, and on the way back, I often drive through. Tunbridge Wells because it's on my route home back to uh, Lewisham and uh, this time we left at a reasonable time it was a lovely sunny evening and I said to Kirsty why don't we stop for uh, a cheeky beer a cheeky half I think I had I had two halves so I had a pint um, and we no sorry I just had a pint I didn't have two halves I had a pint just to clarify um, these are important details yes. a pint of what uh, well, I had a pint of uh, Aurora by Burning Sky on cask. Lovely. At the Fuggles Beer Cafe, which uh, I've never been to before. Um, our friend James Bison is always posting uh, uh, from there. He is, I believe, moving back to Tunbridge Wells in a couple of months' time as well. Because that's the sort of... Good, good to have the yeah. the, the breaking news, the uh-huh, breaking yeah, Bison yeah. news, Be- right? Yeah. Bison goes back to Tunbridge TB uh, Tunbridge Tunbridge, <laughs> well, Tunbridge Wells TW I don't know Johnny he's he's off anyway he's moving out of London but if you don't know who James Beeson is he's a, he's, a, he's a drinks writer just just for anybody yeah, out there yeah, yeah, that yeah. is wondering who this man is he's yeah. got uh, currently but, cur- he's got dyed blonde hair Johnny like something like I, um, I saw him at the experiment oh you I know. saw him there yeah. he's, he's always yeah. at everything man he is on the pulse he's a drinks writer he's on the pulse Johnny <laughs> so much on the pulse Johnny uh, but yeah, he's got dyed blonde. Ca- carry hair. on with your story. Uh, I, well, look, it was a great location. The fridges are great. I couldn't even count the amount of taps there were. There were loads of cast lines, loads of stuff on uh, keg. Like I, I don't know how many lines, but like let's say thirty lines, 20, 20 to thirty lines of stuff. All looks great. Great list. Uh, very very varied list. They had some sort of takeover from some guys from Sweden, I think, that night. Um, gamma gamma yeah gamma um and they had really really epic uh food offerings in we we ate three uh warm sorted pretzels that were like really actually pretty decent really really nice pretzels uh they had some epic looking cheese toasties we didn't get any of those um but they it's just great man it was like a real nice little vibe i've never known you turned down a cheese toasty well, uh, I can't remember what we'd had. We'd eaten earlier, so we weren't massively hungry. But I, I <laughs> just, uh, just the three pretzels. Well, we right. we ordered one between betwixt us. Then the salty, chewy bite of it uh, was infectious. So yeah. I said, "Well, you you better you, you better go and get another one, KP." So she went back, got another one, and then we ate that. And I said, well, you ate a bit more of that one than, than I ate. So uh, <laughs> I definitely need to get a third one now. So A, re- uh, a real insight to your relationship yeah, there. Yeah, And I think mm. we I think we got refused the third one, thinking back. Or maybe it was the fourth one. I think it was the third one. We had two successfully. You have to order it, and then they come over with it. It's like table service. So they the guy came back without a plate. 
and was sort of smiling weirdly at me. I was like, okay, this is a bit odd. Uh, and then he said, hi, I understand you ordered uh, a sorted pretzel. I said, yes, I did. Um, he said, well, I'm I'm not happy to serve it to you. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, okay, uh, why? What's up? He said, um, I, I don't like the look of it. It's a funny looking pretzel. Um, so he, had, he took offense to... Uh, it was the last pretzel of the day, apparently. It was penis shaped, or it something. It was must have been the runt of the litter of pretzels, Johnny. Right. So he gave, he walked me back over the free. I think it was three pound fifty in cash, two pound fifty, three pound fifty. I can't remember, but he gave me it in maybe a couple of pound coins. I reckon there was a couple of ten p's in there, a twenty p. It's probably three pound fifty. Yeah, loose change, and no pretzel. And he wouldn't give me what would have been a nice touch, Johnny. It's my only complaint. Of Brussels Beer Cafe, you know, should have brought brought that brought that weird looking pretzel over, boy. Uh, not boy, sorry, that sounded. I didn't mean boy in a sort of derogatory way. I meant it in like a boy, kind of like, kind of like mate, kind of vibes. Uh, bring that over, and then if you feel like it's an embarrassment, I will gladly take back my three pound fifty. But I want to eat the ugly pretzel. Um, right, you you want you wanted the decision. I wanted the decision, Johnny. He took the decision out mm. of my hands. And I'm not, you know, I, I, I do think, uh, you know, aestheticism, beauty in life, uh, art, design, these are all important things, Johnny. But do you know what's more important than any of that? Bucking salted pretzel when I'm hungry and I've just drunk uh, a beautiful pint of Aurora. I wanted another pretzel, Johnny, and he denied us the pretzel. <laughs> I don't know whether there was some well, internal I'll, 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 pretzel politics. I'll email Alex, yeah. the owner. Yeah. Just say, you know, you know, we go back a long way. Big love of what you do, but your your pretzel decision making is is questionable. Um, I just think it's pretzel politics, Johnny. That you need to keep that pretzel politics. Need to keep that pretzel politics out of uh, out of the uh, Fuggles <laughs> beer cafe. Um, right. Other than that, stellar experience, mate. Stellar experience. <laughs> There you go. As always, that story did not go in the direction <laughs> I expected. Um, talking of stories not going in the direction we expected, I've got an anchor update. Oh, come on. Right, so there's this dude called Mike. Yeah, Mike. He's he's a serial investor. Mm. I think he lives in San Francisco. He he reckons that between him and some other very wealthy friends, he's he's got the, the money to make a serious offer Holy to buy anchor. shit. In its he's also he's also yeah oh man he's he's also offering uh, you can go to the website you can send some details in a comment he's also you know there's talk of letting people own parts of it oh, for pretty small amounts like a thousand dollars kind of like actually yeah. making it a beer for the people like we were talking about Johnny these beers belong mm. to the people man maybe he yeah. listened to our our massively long waffling podcast and it changed his mind. A d- I don't think that's the case. So I emailed him. I said, "Hey, anything we can do to, you know, support this, spread the word, hell, make a film about you saving anchor, whatever it is, let us know." No reply. No reply yet. So I don't. No I don't think yet. the idea came from our podcast. Uh, I think he's. He sounds like a very busy person. Um, I imagine he is probably sorting out his supply of pretzels that are, that are going to be. You know, he's going to be instigating a a, a pretzel regime. When he takes power, as all serious bars do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is that's serious business. That I would probably, if I had to be in San Francisco, 
and I had to choose someone to make a pretzel for me, Johnny. I'd go to Tartan. Tartan Bakery. They'd be making some, some beautiful pretzels for my... Why, uh, why have you brought this back to pretzels, Bradley? Because uh, it was great news, Johnny, but, you know, pre- the pretzel thing was Jeez. more pressing, wasn't it? No, honestly, I, it, I thought, in all seriousness... From, from your emotional response last week, I thought I thought anchor would be all you'd thought about. I. But instead, this pretzel thing's derailed you, no, 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 let no, alone no. this podcast. I'm being glib, Johnny. Obviously, I, look, I, I, I'm a man that has... I've lived to 40 years old. I've done a lot of things in my life. I've been disappointed at many points in my life where I've put a lot, I've invested a lot of, uh, of uh, you know, my personal oh, being this isn't about pretzels. into into an experience, Johnny. And, you know, you, you, you anticipate something's going to happen, Johnny. We anticipate Mike is going to take control. He's going to save the day. Something goes wrong. And then you feel very, very deflated, Johnny. Like when I oh, so I this wasn't... is a defense mechanism. Well, yeah, yeah. Don't baby, don't hurt me. Talking about pretzels, you d- you don't want to be hurt again by Sapporo. It's literally what is love, baby, don't hurt me. Um, you know that classic nineties song. Yeah, it's that. That's that's what's self... going on in your head. Well, because it's I, now going on in my head. I genuinely love. It's great. It's a banger. It's an absolute banger. I wanted to make little signs that said "What is love?" and then "Baby, baby, don't hurt me." Like separate ones. Um, I love that song. It's great. Uh, it's a defence mechanism, Johnny. I genuinely love Anchor so much um, that I the prospect of it remaining alive is filling me with joy, but also well, buddy, you terror. can't you, you can't let that fear rule rule your life. You you've got to email Mike. Yeah, you've got to tell him how you feel. I love the, tell him the idea of us going and making a film about Mike saving Anchor. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I, great, that, that was a bold move. And <laughs> I, I don't think we could, Not even t- if he said, he, hell yeah. Is he a tech millionaire? Billionaire, sorry. Is Mike a um, tech guy? I mean, I'm going to presume tech because it's San Francisco, but I don't know. Yeah, it's probably tech, to be honest. In which case, they've got they've got FU money, haven't they? So they can do whatever they want. They could make their own documentary if they wanted to. They could probably hire... They certainly could. Um, they could. Yeah, but it would have less pretzel chat. They have less pretzel chat, Johnny. They could probably hire Martin Scorsese or some other cat to uh, make a pretzel-themed anchor saving the day documentary. Um, yeah, but does he have 150,000 beer-loving subscribers? Um, no. I, I mean, he could he get them in, in a heartbeat, he could, couldn't he? He could. If you put out a tweet yeah. for an yeah. hour, he could probably get... Uh, yeah, that amount of subs, but um, yeah, isn't that bleak? It is a bit bleak. Sometimes I think about that. You watch all these YouTubers coming up and just storming pastors. Yeah, you know. Do I mean? Should we be putting we, should, we chose a niche. all of our attention, Johnny, into making friends with uh, Mr. Beast, so he'll give us a shout out? What do you think? Should we just just do that? Just why why don't you why don't you work on that? You know, I've never watched a single one of his videos. I never watched. A single Have you not? One. Got no interest in in uh, such uh, whimsical nonsense, Johnny. But how how do you know if you've never watched one? I'm not a popularist, Johnny. I'm I'm more of a niche character. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not into these sort of uh, frivolous exploits where he's isn't he like an Oprah Winfrey character where he's just like, you win a Porsche, you win a Porsche. It's all like giving shit away and all that bollocks. I mean that's certainly where he's where he's landed. He basically makes content where he gives shows off his wealth. Yeah, I don't like and that. makes poor people smile. Is essentially, I, mean, I think his. That's nice, but all of those things. What he thinks is content. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure how nice it is. It's not nice, but you know, like you see those those videos at a smaller scale where people are buying the homeless person sandwich. 
nice act by a homeless person sandwich. Don't fucking you didn't need to film stick it. a camera in their face and make them cry because you know it's dehumanizing bollocks, man. Um, and that that is what I don't I don't like that sort of exploitive chisel. So uh, Mr. Beast is not my sort of jam. I'm a... I mean, we, we've we already got burned by criticising one well-loved media personality. That's true. Oh, God. I, f- I, feel like, cause oh also, God. I feel like Mr. Beast is actually a very nice... Is he? All right. Well, I, th- I think he's he's nice, he cares about the world, oh and maybe some of his content is slightly exploitative. Right. But equally, if we spoke to the people that are in the videos, probably most of them are fine with it. Okay, all right. I'm retracting But I just want to say, I, I think Mr. Beast is good at what he does. Yeah, yeah. I don't like what he does, yeah. but he's good at it, and I think he has made some surely very nice people very well off and happy. Yeah, okay, fair play. Uh, so just to all the commenters <laughs> out there greasing up their oh, keyboards. Shit. I'm retracted. Th- this, this is not a world-famous podcast. Johnny, I'm tightening my belt. I- I'm about to sit down <laughs> in the hot seat of the car of, um, <laughs> of internet hate, and I'm tightening my seatbelt, Johnny. I'm tightening my actual belt belt a couple of notches because I in punishment to myself in a Paul Bettany <laughs> uh, monk from uh, the, the Dan Brown Da Vinci Code kind of way, self-flagellating monk because I'm apologising right. profusely at this point. Don't come at me. So you're essentially hurting yourself so that everyone yeah, else yeah. out there knows yeah. that you've already punished yourself for daring yeah. to speak ill of Mr. Beast. What is, yeah, what is what is Mr. Beast, baby? Don't don't hurt me uh, because I've I know <laughs> I know not what I what I say. I've never watched yeah. Mr. Beast. There we go. Retraction mm. complete. Retraction complete. F- fully retracted. Yeah, there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Good. Um, Thirty-five minutes, Johnny. We haven't even talked about the video. Yeah. Yet. Yeah, that, that's what I was about to say. Record. And I haven't even teased the beer list yet. So this week's video was uh, the, the second in our series of three, looking back at what we've achieved and what we've done wrong over the last three years, uh, three years, ten years of Craft Beer Channel production. This was our bucket list. So this is our ten favourite experiences that we've had, which I think some of them surprised us. Certainly the Florida one, certainly the homebrew one, if you'd asked me like four years ago whether whether I'd put homebrewing on the bucket list. But the rest of them were pretty, well, I thought pretty uncontroversial, but the, the comments seemed to disagree. They sure did. Um, I mean, talking uh, Florida, we had James Fry, 81. I don't know how long it's been since you went to Florida, but right now Tampa Bay has the best breweries of the southwest of the USA. Believe me, I've been in most of them. I recommend that you come again. Probably you won't recommend skipping Tampa uh, this time round. Um, yeah, just to be clear, I didn't mean... No, no, no. What I meant was Tampa's cool as well. Yes. We just can't vouch for anything outside of Tampa or St. Pete and Clearwater. No, that little, no, 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 no. That weird phallus that comes off of the side of Tampa. So we were, we were very uh, luckily invited over by the St. Pete and Clearwater tourist board, essentially, weren't we? So... We we were like heavily focused on that little area, but um, yeah, yeah. Technically, we weren't supposed to cover Tampa, no, and we didn't. No. But we did. Might have go to Tampa we, and explore it a bit. We, yeah. we might have gone there on the way. To we went to Angry Chair and to Cigar City. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had it. Was it in the airport? They had Cigar City as well, right? Yeah, had a Cigar City bar as well, yeah. and we had a Cubana sandwich that was not even close to being as good as the one just by Green Bench. No. Um, Obviously, it was an airport sandwich. Yes. So I think basically we need to go, by the sounds of it, we need to go back to Florida, Johnny. 
back to the back to the uh well see i tried my my this is i should have mentioned this in the video this is how much we liked st pete in particular preferred st pete to clearwater um i was gonna have my honeymoon there you were you were and then that got and then covid got this uh derailed by covid yeah but you were you were i don't know how you hadn't you hadn't booked any flights or anything right at this point but you were no no we 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 hadn't got quite that far at that that point thankfully it was that it was Um, that experience of going to honeymoon island wasn't it johnny that that really tipped it me and you well i mean i did literally text my wife while we were there going like i'm on honeymoon island with the wrong person oh um (laughs) that's fair that's fair that's fair johnny that's fair i mean I, i like to think that Actually, I'm not going to go down this road. Yes, I'd rather have been on Honeymoon Island with the the woman I was marrying six months later. Yeah, um, yeah, but like we, I wanted to stay at that amazing hotel with the old radio broadcast and do all the beaches and the breweries because because my wife loves beer as well. And then it it wasn't to be. But that's how much I liked the the arts, the food, the beer, and the beaches. I thought it was you know it's still Florida. It's still very tacky at points, but to some extent that's kind of fun when it's. Surrounded by genuine culture as well. Agreed. Very much agreed. Like, did, did we eat in that restaurant that had like a waterfall going through it? Or did we just see it? And uh, I can't, I can't remember it. now. It the, was, I think the best... It was on the boardwalk. The be- no, we didn't eat there, I don't think. We, we went to that one that was out on like a pontoon. Uh, watching yeah. all the boats go by. That was great. That little spot was like something had, out of the I had, a, I had a pint of prawns while the sun went yeah, down. That was, that was super nice, man. man. That was so place. so romantic. So great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, no. On all seriousness, it was it was fantastic, and we should reach out to the tourist board again. Say so we want to come out and uh, do it all again, guys. And we hear. You yeah, I'm sure you'll extract value from us making the same documentaries at the same. Well, Johnny, it won't be the same though because it's, it's progressed, and we can maybe right. Head okay, out of a course. Bit further. Yeah, yeah. We could do Florida Man, uh, the Florida Beer Man, as a documentary format, right? <laughs> I mean, I think Florida Man is generally Florida Beer Man. It's rare that he he doesn't have a high alcohol blood content. Or meth, maybe meth man, or uh, maybe maybe meth. I don't know. What's the other? Well, a, well anyway, we're against the drugs, but there's all sorts of stuff going on. Um, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. There's other drugs. There's other drugs out there. And and I've got loads. Any other comments? Loads, mate. Yeah, loads, go on, loads, hit me. Loads. loads. Um, where's it gone? Oh, this is Park Parker Parker as fifty five eighty three. I truly miss the car scales of the UK. There is nothing like it, especially here in the states. But the beer scene in Anchorage, Alaska, is amazing and a lovely surprise. Couple of comments, yeah, man. Couple of comments about Anchorage in Alaska, which is one. intriguing to me. Uh, this is from Niv Hawk One. Did Santa Rosa last year and confirm Rush River is as good as ever. However, if you fancy yeah. another slightly wilder road trip, Anchorage Brewing is absolutely stunning. Didn't catch a go. deal with the Devil release, but the typical Stouts Barley wines are out of this world. So that's we had a lot of people saying Anchorage, mate. Mm. And then we had a few people getting confused that thought Anchorage Brewing with was, was shutting down as of last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which was quite an entertaining thread. But um, it sounds like we need to go to Alaska, buddy. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, I'm currently planning a trip to Svalbard. Yes. Maybe, maybe we could could possibly switch it out. But I think Alaska's quite a bit better uh, populated than uh, I mean than the, the two thousand people I think that live on Svalbard. Um, I've been to so it wouldn't I've, be quite I've been as to Alaska wild. as a uh, as a teenager, 
with my, my have you? yeah man with my parents we went on a cruise around alaska on like one of these big cruise ships um which was amazing i can remember uh going i think i, I think i went to anchorage and i remember going into a bar i think i was definitely under 18 but i had a full beard and i don't think surely under 21 uh, I was definitely under twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, definitely under twenty-one. Yeah, because that'd be the the alcohol law rather than eighteen. So no, no, I know, I know that. But what I mean, what I'm, I'm just showing off that I was, I was even. Oh, okay. How even, how old you looked as yeah, a teen? Yeah, I think right. so. And um, I remember going into a bar with with my folks, um, and I needed to go uh, to the loo, Johnny, um, at number at number two, not to get too. Uh, horrible about this and, but anyway what, i hope that's relevant what, it, it is relevant johnny because um it was very cold there and i you know sometimes that makes you maybe need to go to the loo um so i went into the bar went into the loo that's it I, I think so well maybe i've got maybe i've got a bit of a uh, sort of uh what do you call it i'm a bit del- i'm a delicate creature um <laughs> i'm i'm susceptible to temperature fluctuations anyway walked into the toilet johnny and um, the doors to the cubicles, no word of a lie, about two and a half feet high. So there's urinals, oh, no. open urinals, and then the the uh, the the the, the, uh, the thrones, shall we call them, were sat, and you could make direct eye contact with someone sitting on the pot. I can't think. I can't think of anything worse, dude. I had to walk straight out for of there. either either party it was, involved. It was horrendous. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. They were like these sort of like little cowboy swing doors, and I thought, surely, mate, this, we're in Alaska. There's a lot of wood around here. They can definitely get some full size doors. Um, I don't know if it was a f- maybe this is the wild that the commenter was referring to. It's mental, dude. The, the the toilet culture. The toilet culture is crazy. Like, uh, right. you know, they're the opposite of the Japanese toilet culture, which is all about. Uh, privacy, zenness, uh, avoiding embarrassment with with noises and jets up your bum, jets and all that. So this one, mate, was like sat on the throne, proud. No, I don't need a I don't need a door, Johnny. I'll make eye contact with you. Like even dogs, mate. When even dogs, when they're having a, a poopy, they don't. They yeah, wanna, they don't look at you. They want look at you. They know it's a shameful act. So this is a very odd choice, Johnny. I, I, it's 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 not. I wouldn't say it's haunted me, but I was really. I was not jazzed about the situation, um, so I, I didn't. I didn't do it. I okay, so Alaska struck <laughs> off the list. Apart from that, Johnny, uh, <laughs> that was the, also the only place I went in in Alaska. I love that. That's your takeaway from Alaska. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just had to comment. I mean, I've never seen anything like it, man. It's not like I've not been to a lot of uh, you know places like Thailand and stuff like that. I know that they've got different kinds of toilet setups, but um, but you thought you were. In Alaska, it would be like like at home. I can, well, I thought it's America. It'd be very much American toilet, maybe double wide uh, cubicles just to accommodate more more uh, sort of man spreading um, and match machismo. You know, pretty macho guys up there. I guess that's the, that's how <laughs> macho they are. They're out and proud about. Yeah, you know, it's gone 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 too far. Yeah, man. yeah. I would say. Um, I'd just like to apologise to everyone at home for the direction that all of this podcast has gone, but I feel like I do that every week. So Alaska, great if you're if you're if you're a confident human. Mm. Um, any other comments? Yeah. Really, I mean, the the only comment I found was was from um, 
uh, basically I predicted that this would happen, that we would get some heat from the Germans for recommending Oktoberfest. And it did indeed happen. Uh, Martin Martin Nolhaf says, as a German, do not visit Oktoberfest. It's just a big shit show with cheap beer that's overpriced. Cheap beer that's overpriced. Um, I do get what he means. What he means is Paulana shouldn't be expensive, but it is at Oktoberfest. Yes. Um, the thing is, Germans... The reason that doesn't hit home with us is because even at Oktoberfest, your beer is about half the price of what it is in the UK. Yes. So that that argument won't ever wash with anybody from from a com- from a country that actually taxes its beer. Um, and it's not it's not a, a a shit show. It's it's pure chaos. It's a lot of fun. It just depends on whether you like, you know, organized chaos and beer and camp music and uh, eating lots and lots of rotisserie chicken. Uh, um, if you don't, then it's not for you. But let's not uh, let's not tell people not to go to one of the most iconic festivals in the world. No, it's amazing. But also, this, in the same breath, John Rosnovsky uh, agreed with me when I said just go to Munich any time of the year. Uh, he said mm. that he, he said I do agree. If you don't want the crowds or the cost of Oktoberfest, visit Munich uh, beer houses any time. On one visit, a colleague quipped that we missed Oktoberfest, and the waiter at Paulana said. We don't run out of beer in Germany, uh, mm. which is which is very true. Um, I had some other bucket list trips, Johnny, which sounded quite good. Uh, St- Stephen Natohi said, bucket list trip, fly into Munich for Oktoberfest, stop off at Zeugelbier on the way to Czechia. And then EM, I, I am John MC uh, replied, I did the reverse in May, flew into Prague, Spent a couple of days there, then took the train to Munich for Frul, uh, Frulingsfest, uh, which he did completely by accident. Is that the one that you went to, the the Frulingsfest? Have you been to that? That's not the forest one, is it? The forest one? Isn't there some forest one that you've you've told me about? Not in... Oh, I think Munich. you're thinking of Annafest, which isn't in Munich. Yeah, not in Munich. That's, that's in Bamberg. Oh, that, yeah, Bamberg. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't done Frulingsfest, and there's Stark Beer Fest, which Stark. is in March, yes. which I have done, yes. which is Strong Beer Festival. Uh, no, never done Frulingsfest. Mm. Um, but, I mean, essentially, the bucket list shouldn't have been Oktoberfest, really. It should have been Munich and the surrounding areas, bonus, go during one of the festivals, because they're great fun, and they are, you know, even if you don't love the actual festival, it is an experience that you will not have anywhere else like the scale of it the quality of the food and the beer the campness of the music it's all just like eyes wide can't believe this is sort of happening vibes mm. and and i don't think the people should should miss out on that even if you only ever do it once because you didn't love it you're still gonna have a great time in munich the rest of the time it's only like a three or four hour session at an october fest or something yeah, yeah but i mean i think it's it's absolutely brilliant it's mega um I think we're out of time, Bradley. Well, we need to we need to tell the people we need to hint at what we're what we're doing. At, at well, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's what I meant. Yeah, what yeah. I meant was we've only got time left to tease Oof. the incredible beers that are going to be at our festival. So we have finally lined up all ten collaborations. Amazing. Um, I am uh, before I reveal the list of the beers that are going to be poured. I will say tickets still available at the link in the descriptions box. And on top of all of these ten beers, there will be. A Budvar pouring masterclass from the one and only Radim oh. uh, of the videos that came out recently. Yeah. We will have our podcast sponsors, The Malt Miller, 
bringing along some homebrewed versions of, of Craft Beer Channel episodes. Amazing. So Craft Beer Channel homebrew recipes and also bringing along lots of lovely hops, hopefully including some British varieties that we used in our meantime documentary for you to sniff. And of course, 10 more taps uh, of Hackney Brewery goodness. Uh, not entirely sure what their tap list is. They'll announce closer to the time. But, you know, there'll be everything that they make, which is great, which is like really crisp, but still very aromatic and fruity sort of juicy pale ales uh lots of lovely fruited sours um and all that kind of stuff so we'll have that but then this is should i just read it out is that the best way to do this i think so you've got to just read it out there the list okay. is pretty all right Let, let's go for this so we have beak brewery with a simcoe centennial west coast pale verdant brewing with a citra mosaic brew one new england ipa Oof. we've got lost and grounded making a fest beer Oof. Omnipoyo will be making Brad's breakfast. Probably won't be called that. Uh, but it's a, a coffee, cinnamon, and vanilla pastry stout. Yeah. Hackney Brewery are going to be making us a peach melba sour. Amazing. Elusive, we're going to be making a Mystic. So that's a British hop variety, Golden Ale, mm. which TBC will uh, hopefully be on cast. Oh. We're teaming up with Meantime once again to brew uh, Now IPA yeah. again. So the same version as last year. Um, we're teaming up with North Brew to make a Gooseberry Gosa. Amazing. That will be in sort of the triple fruited kind of guys. So big, big thick, boy. smoothie style. Lovely. Uh, whereas the Hackney one will be a bit crisper and lighter. Um, Siren, uh, we've teamed up with them to make a Nelson and Citra West Coast IPA. Hell yeah. And then finally, Baron, my local brewery. And like the, the plaudits jacket baron is getting now is is unreal it's very exciting uh we're going to be making a simcoe strata new england pale with him so we've got west coast we've got new england we've got german styles we've got big silly pastry stouts we've got quick sours we've got smoothie sours we've got english ipa we've got classic british styles we'll have czech pilsner oh, it's just gonna be it's gonna be everything you could want from a beer festival um plus us we're gonna have an indie disco dj ronnie joyce indie disco yes ronnie joyce will be our dj yeah so yeah proper guitar based nostalgia Mm -hmm. um and hopefully some dancing towards the end um and lots of other things that will be announced such as of course the uh, the bottle shares that we'll be doing i'm working on that list now getting some exciting magnums of lambic and all kinds of stuff together um so we'll announce that in a couple of weeks as well so yeah that's the list uh tickets are in the descriptions box if you're a patreon you get uh you get access an hour early to come say hi to me and brad and and drink the beers without some of the queuing i mean hopefully there won't be any queues we're gonna have two bars serving it so you should be okay um and of course we have delicious food from sam's pizza and oh my dog who make amazing hot dogs had one they're the people that serve at the hop locker so i had one of those yesterday um so yeah, it's going to be going to be absolutely amazing fun. And if you can't make the festival, we will be doing a live show, date to be confirmed, either the week before or the week after, um, on live on the channel to celebrate uh, ten years of Craft Beer Channel nonsense. Right, that is all we've got time for this week. Um, we will see you on Wednesday for the finale of the of our, our nostalgia fest, uh, and that episode will be our favourite ten beers over the year so not the best beers in the world just our personal favorites and some of the memories um around that and of course we'll be back for friday 5 p.m to discuss your comments that disagree with us all right love and beer the bubble and friday 5 p.m podcasts are brought to you by the nerds behind youtube's craft beer channel 
You can watch over 400 mini documentaries at youtube.com slash thecraftbeerchannel. And if you love what we do, support us via Patreon and get access to merchandise and our amazing Discord forum, a positive and welcoming space for everyone who loves beer, food and homebrewing. Love and beer. Yeah.